0: You're listening to the Inside the Mix podcast with your host, Mark Matthews.
1: Hello and welcome to the Inside the Mix podcast. I'm Mark Matthews, your host, musician, producer and mix and mastering engineer. You've come to the right place if you want to know more about your favorite synth music artists, music engineering and production, songwriting and the music industry. I've been writing, producing, mixing and mastering music for over 15 years and I want to share what I've learned with you. This is the first time we've ever dropped two episodes in one week. And it's because I wanted to continue on this journey of producing a song from scratch. So now we're into part four. So I'm just going to play you what I came up with at the end of part three. Okay, so there we go. And I'm going to continue building on this in this episode. Okay, folks. So to begin with, having listened back to this now, recording this episode, I've picked out something that I want to change. And this is a great example of how you can remove yourself from a session and come back to it a few days later, a week later. And you hear something different. You hear something. Actually, you know what? That needs changing. And sometimes that's what you need as a songwriter and a producer is to remove yourself from the situation, remove yourself from that project and then come back to with, with a fresh set of ears. And the main thing is really, it's this, this pigments. I'm just gonna loop this. The sort of pigments loop I've got going on here. It's cool, but all, all I'm thinking is, I kind of wanna just, I'm gonna use an eco in this rather than go into the actual uh, patch and change it. And I just wanna roll off some of that top end. If you're watching this online you can see there's a lot of low-end action going on in, the, in this particular patch and um, i'm just going to remove some of that for the time being obviously during mix down I, w- I would come back to this so there's a lot happening here in the sort of in the low mids you're looking at around sort of three, 400 now It can be quite easy for that area to build up and to sound quite muddy and boxy. But like I said, I'll come back to this during the mixing process because when I bring in the drums and everything else, I might find actually, you know what, this sound is competing with a lot of everything else. At the moment, it sounds okay, but I'm going to leave it as is for now. And it might mean that I use something like a low shelf just to bring 2 or 3 dB down around three or 400 hertz just so it's not competing with the drums. But once again, this is all hypothetical. This is just me thinking way ahead now, getting ahead of myself, folks. But what I want to do now is I've got these drop pads here. I'm just going to highlight this section. I'm just going to solo that as well. I'm on the wrong channel. There we go. Solo this. So these chords. So what I want to do is I'm going to go into scalar and I'm going to MIDI capture these because I want to use these chords in the next section. And you'll see why. So I'm going to click MIDI capture and I'm going to play. so i've done that now what i'm going to do is i've got my second pad channel and i'm going to drag the midi onto that and nope and what i find is it never drags it where i want it to go but it doesn't matter because i can i can move it and i don't know what patch i've got on here to be honest it's Anna two again let's have a listen and if you're watching this online you can now see the difference between the two so whereas the first one was just me triggering single notes I've now MIDI captured and I've captured the chords so if I go into the piano roll you can see the chords in here and uh, I've got my MIDI notes on there as well or my, rather my notation and I'm gonna just going gonna... to sound quite nice I'm going to delete those end notes Quite a nice pad, but what I wanted to do at the end is I wanted to. Oh, I'm moving everything now, I uh, didn't want to do that. I've just moved the pad into the wrong group. There we go. What I wanted to do is this I want to get these pads, and I want to uh, just at the end, I want like a uh, numerous hits at the end. So I'm going to change it. At the moment, it's going... And I want it to go dun, 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 dun. As you can tell, I'm not that musical with my voice. All right, let's change that. Once again, folks, pressing the wrong, there we go, that's what I wanted. what i wanted a bit of variation at the end there in fact i want it to happen there as well so i'm just going to go and find out where that is
0: W V audio Capture Not
1: Registered. Then it leads into the next part. So a quick play there. So what I've done is I've just used a different patch. So in Anna 2, what if I use there? It's the 80s RBAC Back patch. And um, I might just roll off some of that. I'm just gonna play around with the filter on this actually. <laughs> Cool, so there we go. Nice variation on that chord sequence, though. Okay, folks, so the next thing now is this. But this actual, these pads here, they're quite... uh, They're not doing a great deal on their own. They sound cool. What I want to do is add add something different to them. So I might quickly go in and... got a bit crusher effect on them at the moment. That must be what that distortion is I can hear. I wonder... I used this last time in, in episode 63, and I like this sidechain effect that you've got. I'm just going to solo it so I can hear it on its own. So it's quite nice. But then again, in context, not so. So what I've done there is using the sidechain um, effects plugin in in the Anna 2. I've just increased the rate from to 1 eighth and I've set it to re-trigger rather than host. In fact, I wonder what it sounds like with one shot. And then up the rate. So one shot obviously is just gonna do that side chain effect once and then re-trigger. It's gonna re-trigger it um, to the sync of the, the, sync to the tempo of the, of the track. <laughs> Play that in context. I'm going to go back to retry. I'm not sure I'm digging that. I'm just going to put a pin in that for the time being. Let's get rid of that. I'm going to try something else, actually. I'm going to go into kilohertz and I'm gonna try the tape stop. I've used this before and it sounded quite cool. So it gives the illusion of the tape stopping. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna automate that tape stop. And it's the play. It's tr- this is quite a tricky one to, to get in time, but I'm gonna give it a go. And I just wanna see actually, does it start? It starts at play. And what I want it to do is, is come in, so it sounds like the tape's just kicking in as it starts. I don't know what this is going to sound like. Maybe if we bring time into... So I'm just looking at the controls on this. So we've got stop time, time until the tape motor reaches full stop and stopping, tape until the time, let's increase the tape time. I think we need to decrease the tape time and then I wanted to do it it's going to take me a while to do this I wanted to do it on every note now so it's going to stop I'm going to have to copy and paste this automation at the end of every bar so what I'm doing here folks is I'm just drawing in the automation I could probably just do this as I'm playing but I'm just going to draw in for the time being and see what it sounds like. And it keeps snapping when I don't want it to, which is a pain. Let's give it a go. It needs to be shorter. And let's give that a go. I think that sounds quite cool. I just need to get it timed right. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to play around with it too much now. I'm just going to get the idea down. Trying to drag this. So uh, that'll do for the time being. Otherwise, I'm going to spend the whole episode refining these automation points, which I don't really want to do. Uh, Let's copy that. Will it let me copy that and put it there is the question. No, it won't. So I have to draw them in. Okay, what I'm going to do is, folks, I'm going to pause it there, draw this automation in, and then I'm going to come back. Okay, folks, we're back and I've drawn the automation in. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see at the beginning of every bar, I've automated the tape stop effects. Uh, This is what it sounds like. Remember, I will go in and fine tune this, but I don't want to spend all this episode doing that. not actually done it on the first note of that bar but um, i'm not going to worry about that too much now what i'm finding is though playing it i think it only sounds good on the lower register registered chords. sounds cool there doesn't really happen there i don't think i've got it set quite right let's drag it across a bit I don't think it works there, so I might just get rid of it. I Just have it on those lower chords. I like it there. And then I need it to come in on that one there. Let's drag that down. Once again, that one needs to be dragged out a bit. At the end of this bar, it's going to go into the next section, so I might just have a tape stop effect that just dies there. So it's just going to kill it, and then it's going to go back into what is essentially the first section. Somebody see how that sounds. I think that sounds quite cool as a transition. Maybe a bit longer. I've just dragged everything. Don't move. A bit trigger-happy with my... There we go. Let's drag that back a bit. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, player of choice, I've done is I've dragged the automation of that stop back. So that sounds... Cool. So there we go. I'm just going to play through the last half of this section, just so you can hear how it then leads into the next part. I think that's quite a nice transition. Obviously I will add more transitions to this, but I like that tape stop effect. So there we go. Tape stop effect, automate it, on your pads. Okay, folks, so this is a shorter episode than the previous ones, purely because it is a bonus one. It's one that I've thrown in, and so we've got two episodes in one week. And uh, all I've done in this episode is I've just taken the chords from the the previous section, so the previous 16 bars, I believe it is, looking at my, yep, doing my math right, 16 bars. And I've just taken those chords, so I've used Scalar 2, and I've copied those chords, I've captured them, and then I've sort of dragged them, pasted them, into a different patch in Anna 2 again, and it's uh, the patch itself. If you're interested, is called the '80s are back,' and I trialled using the uh, sidechain effect in that, but I didn't particularly like it. So all I've used here is the really basic, and it's got it's so easy to use the tape stop effect, and I think this will sound really cool at the end or beginning of a track as well. And all I've done is that at the end of at the beginning of each bar and at the end of each bar, I've got the tape starting and stopping or vice versa I can't remember which way around it is and uh, then at the end of it it's just going to stop and then it's going to go into the next section so this is what it sounds like Okay, folks, so that is the end of this particular episode. But before we go, I want to make you aware of the producer kickstart session. So if you need assistance or help with production, mixing, or content marketing to grow an army of super fans, please do get in touch, head over to www.insidethemix.podia.com forward slash free. And you can book a 20 minute producer kickstart session with me where we'll just thrash it out and go through any of those particular topics that you need a bit of help with and it will also get aired as an episode of the inside the mix podcast so do go check that out you hear me banging on about it for the next few weeks Uh, but i think it's going to be fantastic and hopefully i get to meet some of you virtually and um, see what we can do together but as always If you're watching this on YouTube, please do hit subscribe, leave a comment, let me know what you think as well. And if you're listening to this on your podcast player of choice, don't forget
0: to hit subscribe and maybe leave a review as well. Hey everyone, my name is Jonathan. My artist name is Erlea and I have to say one of my favorite episodes from this podcast is episode 41, which covers the topic of promoting your music and networking. The reality with being a new artist and working hard to create your material is that you need to promote and get it out there to listeners or else it will never be heard. The podcast talks about networking and utilizing Spotify playlists as a tool to target listeners. One thing that I realized and have experienced on my own is how do you ask someone to put your song on a playlist without really asking them? The reality is that not everyone will be that helping hand to do that for you. One of the biggest takeaways and ideas that I've obtained from this particular episode was potentially being that person with the playlist. I mean, if that one Instagrammer or Spotify user with the followers won't add your song to a playlist, assuming it fits the theme of the playlist, why not be your own promoter with the playlist and followers? Why not be that person to help other musicians such as yourself who are on the same level? Let's face it, it is easier said than done and will take time to network with people. But in the long run, if this can be accomplished, so many people, including yourself, can benefit. The idea was definitely derived from listening to this particular episode. I can't recommend this channel enough if you're a beginning musician. Anywho, thanks for giving me the opportunity to give my opinion and providing such great content whoa before you go make sure to snag your
1: free test master from synth music mastering imagine enhancing your music with my steadfast dedication to quality and that personalized touch and here's the kicker it's absolutely free no cost at all simply head over to synthmusicmastering.com or click the link in the episode description to claim your free test master